It's time for Geocaching with Kids! Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Geocaching with Kids. My name is Derek, also known as Baker Six Clan. I am, of course, I am joined with my better half. The Chaos Coordinator, or Jessica. Also part of Baker Six Clan. And we're also joined with the Nano Kids. Cantifies 474. And Nikki SW Dancer. And we are so excited that you guys are here with us this month. We had a great time this last weekend working on coming up with the challenge for the Nano Kids. And I'm going to turn it over to Nikki SW Dancer. And she's going to tell you what the Nano Kids Challenge of the month is. So this month's challenge is to go out because we can now. Woohoo! And find an adventure lab. Right. Now, I know some places aren't able to go really out too much, and you want to stay away from avoiding touching things, so we figured an adventure lab would be a great challenge for this month. Curtis, what did you think of the adventure lab that we did this last weekend? I thought it was pretty neat. Yeah, it was really cool. Um, Nikki, what was your favorite place? Uh, that's a hard one. I'd say I'd like... The whole walk with all the nature and stuff. The long walk that we took out there through the, the, on the long walk. trail. Yeah, it was about a mile round trip on the walk. So it was, it was really good. And it was uh, starting to become a little bit more like summer here. It was about 90 degrees. So it was Very getting a little bit. hot. Yeah, it was getting a lot warmer this weekend. Now, some things have been going on. Jess has not really been able to get out and go caching with us this month because, well, she is still recovering from her hip surgery. But so, but it's going well, and we are looking forward to getting out and doing some more of the adventure labs that are in the area, um, because they're during this whole pandemic, a lot have really popped up, which has been really great. It's um, I know that we all have um, been upset about the pandemic and and not really knowing what to do with our time inside, and I think it's been great that people have taken the time to do the research and put together these adventure labs that are popping up all over the place. Um, and also, I think it's been great because people have been creating new caches, and I can't wait to be able to go out and walk without pain, yay, and find a lot of these new caches. Right, and one thing that I like about a lot of these adventure labs, and of course Jess, with having a history degree, can really appreciate this, is that they take you to really great locations and usually dive a little bit more into the history of those places. And I really like that. I really appreciate that. Yeah, like you can be online and researching and you come across this tiny little thing that there's a place for and no, like no one knew that. Right. And so I just really like that. And that's one aspect of geocaching that we really like. And I hope that you guys like it as well. So, but today we're not going to just talk about our geocaching adventures of doing the Adventure Lab. We are going to talk to an author who actually created a children's book called Sophia Finds a Cache. And the author is Janji, uh, also part of the Geocache Talk Network. And let's go into that interview right now. All right, so now we're here with Angie, or also known as Jangie, part of the Geocache Talk Network, and we are so excited to have her get to talk to us because 
Not just does she deal with blogs, she's written a book called Sophia Finds the Cash, a, a kid's book at that. So we get a little bit of aspect of that, but Angie has done a fantastic job on the blogs that she does for Geocache Talk. Mm-hmm. So I just want to welcome you to Geocaching with Kids. Angie, also Thank known you. as Danji. <laughs> Thanks, and you even pronounced it right. That doesn't yeah. always happen. So thanks for having me. <laughs> hey, no, thank you for being on here. Really excited because you bring a whole different aspect of geocaching with kids because your kids are a lot younger than ours at this point in the game. I mean, we when we started there about that age, but um, so tell us a little bit about how you got involved with geocaching and then how how it has evolved when you had, had your kids. Well, we started when we were in college, so, you know, the responsibility level <laughs> certainly has changed over the years, but um, I think for me, one of the harder things was, was when we, you know, had Sophia's like, when can she go? You know, is she old enough now? Can she like do something? You know, how can she contribute? Or, you know, when does she understand what's going on? And we played a lot of like hiding the geocache in our house. I would hide it in the kitchen and then she'd have to go find it or we'd hide a geocache under different bowls and then she'd like find it under the right bowl kind of thing. Just oh, like, cool. you found the geocache and it was like really exciting. But then over time when she could walk and that kind of thing. we yeah, I like that because yeah. uh, it's another version of hide and go seek or uh, yeah, hide and go seek or a treasure hunt in the house itself. So go ahead and train them. This is what you're looking for. As mm-hmm. I mean, what a way to raise a, raise a kid. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> we got to know nope. how to say geocache. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, What's the first word, geocache? <laughs> I wish. That would be cool, right? <laughs> <laughs> no, but that's really cool. And mm-hmm. so where did the book come involved with this? Well, we read a lot of books. And I went on Amazon and I was googling and trying to find kids geocaching books and there just isn't very many out there i think there's only like three or four that i end up ended up finding and so i sat down with my mom i was like it'd be really cool if we wrote a kids geocaching book because she went to school for art for a few years and then i'm an english major and we're like let's do it you know nobody else is doing that so we wanted to have a kids geocaching book for me to read to sophia but then also I feel like it'd be a good learning tool maybe for other people. Mm-hmm. Right. I, I just got excited there. Because, uh... Somebody else is an English major. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah. my, my degrees are English and history. So I'm, oh, I'm cool. all about, the, um, I love the historical ones, especially now that my kids are older, I can use these historical places and stuff to educate them and give them a historical background. <laughs> really appreciate those historical. That would, yeah. Yeah. They get a much deeper understanding when you're out caching. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's one thing that, that I love using geocaching for is being able to take and use it as education. I'm just going to find a couple in the woods, which is fun, but being able to go to those historical locations and learn stuff that we will mm-hmm. so Your channels really Yeah. Your channels do a good job at that too. Behind oh, you. I, I think you guys yeah. do a good job at showing the whole picture. You know, it's not just going to find a geocache, it's like where are you going and what can you learn from it? Right. And that's, that's a cool bonus. And that's what I really want to stress to those that are just really starting geocaching. There's so much more out there. And there's so 
It's just not like finding an LPC and where they have their place, mm -hmm. um, especially if you're doing they've like a been, challenge or three LPCs are great. Yeah, they've been actually really good right now during this time with the whole COVID-19 stuff because it's easy to grab it without, you know, violating any rules or when, you know, we can be out and such like that. Right. <laughs> yeah. You just may have to go to a grocery store that's like a two towns over. But other than that, it's great. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> But um, so tell us a little bit about the book itself. Now, what, what's kind of how what the premise of the book is? So it's about Sophia and her mom, and they learn. Her mom kind of knows a bit about geocaching, but she teaches Sophia, and they go out and they find a geocache, and they do some sedo along the way. And it's just we tried to add in some extra things, like it's based on one of the parks in town, and one of my geocaches in that park. And then there's like a little bit of a scavenger hunt inside the book. So like you can find the different North Dakota state symbols in the book. Okay. If you know what they are. So just like a couple little extra things. Like there's a trackable code and that. But mainly it's a we wanted it to be like a learning tool for kids to learn about geocaching. And that's awesome. And now how how can somebody find your book? It's on Amazon. So you can go to Amazon and search Sophia Finds a Geocache. Okay. Awesome. That's great. So those listeners go to Amazon, check out uh, Sophia Finds Geocache, and I'll have a link to that actually in the description of the podcast. So you can also find it there as well. Thank so, you. Yeah. Hey, no problem. I mean, any anytime. Now, the other part of that you do for Geocache Talk Network is that you do blogs. And you just did, did a blog that was really heartfelt. But it was I, what I love the most out of it was seeing the pictures of Sophia out there caching with the little caches on there. And I just love that aspect that you put in there. Um, and just the joy of being able to cache. So tell me a little bit about Sophia when she gets to go geocaching. What, what, what's kind of her, her feelings about it, the experience about it? Sophia really loves geocaching, which is awesome because I mean, you can hear her right now. She wanted to watch a little bit of the show. And she really loves geocaching. Thank you for showing me that. And, oh, she made you guys a card. So oh, thank you. I'll have to show you it later. Okay, thank you. That's awesome. They say thank you. Um, when we go, Sophia really gets excited because she thinks she's going to find some cool treasure. I think that's the mm -hmm. biggest draw. And I don't really know. I think a lot of it has to do with my excitement level because we don't get to go geocaching every day or even every right. week. So when we do go, it's like a special treat. And we usually, you know, get a little treat for her to have in the car. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's her and me time a lot of the time. So Now, do you try and find fun. specific kid-friendly caches or... Uh, in your area is probably limited on some of those or what yeah. are you for? When we travel, I try to make sure they're big enough for something to be inside of it. But a lot of the time I'm, I just can't be that picky. So it's just about making it fun and helping her find the geocache. <laughs> you have to be quiet. You want to make another card? Okay, then you have to be quiet, okay? See, hey, you never know what's going to happen with geocaching with kids. No. This is part of it. I mean, the kids are always coming around. Uh, in fact, pretty soon there's going to be a shirt on the geocaching talk store, uh, which is very 
very much geocaching with kids. Yes, so yes. Uh, be looking on the look on out for that. It's on the geocache uh, oh, yeah. store on geocachetalk.com. Just go look for that. As geocaching kids, for we just finished designing it, and it's just something that you guys can get to help support the channel itself. But uh, but like I said, you never know what's going to happen when you go out with kids. Um, I've said it in the past. You can plan the adventure. Oh, sorry. You can plan the outing, but you can't plan the adventure. And it's always an adventure yeah. when you go out with kids. So yes. what would be, I'll always love hearing funny stories. What, do you have a funny story of when you've gone caching with Sophia? Hmm. I don't know. That's a good one. I think maybe the last, just this couple weeks ago. Okay. Let's try to be quiet. Okay. I don't, I'm going to tell a story about geocaching. Okay. I'll unplug it. You can hear. <laughs> so a couple weeks ago Sophie and I went to the state park in town and the ticks are out I don't know if you guys have experienced them yeah, we have. over there <laughs> but they're really bad this year and but Sophia hasn't seen one yet this in a while and she got one on her and I didn't see it but she's like hey mom I have a spider on me <laughs> and she's oh, just no, calmly no. walking to me and I'm like oh no that's not a spider you had a tick on you didn't you and then we ended up finding a bunch, but she, I don't know, she thought they were cool because she's like, oh, these bugs like me. And I'm like, I wish they didn't. <laughs> but- <laughs> a bad kind of like. <laughs> yeah, it is a bad kind of like. And actually, I saw a tip. Speaking of ticks, you can get those lint rollers. And when mm-hmm. you go out and you come back, when you come back in before you get in your vehicle, roll, your, roll yourself with the lint roller and they'll get all the ticks off of your clothes and everything. So there's a little kind of a geocaching tip that you can do, too. That's a good idea. Especially with kids, I feel like she's the perfect size that she fits into the bushes more than I do, if that makes sense. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm right. oh, yeah. to the bush and she's like full body. She's in the bush. You know? Yeah. Yep. <laughs> you almost have to, at that age, you're t- you have to try to hold them back. I remember one of the first times we went caching and when Nikki was only two, she was trying to run into the woods and the spiders and the ticks and all that. And I was like, no, oh, no, 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 no. And her hair wasn't that long yet. It was a good thing. So, Sophia, what's your favorite part of geocaching? Um, I like finding turtles and finding geocaching. Yep. What treasure you find in the geocaches? Yeah. Is that you get some pretty cool treasure? What's your favorite kind of treasure you've gotten? <laughs> she can see herself, so that's. What <laughs> Do you have favorite treasure to find in geocaches? <laughs> I like dinosaurs and onions. The dinosaurs, yeah, those are really cool. Mm-hmm. You like finding coins and path tags, or is that more mommy's thing? I definitely get excited when there's a path tag in there. <laughs> oh, <laughs> like, yeah, that's trackables are cool. Sophia yeah. likes them. Oh, nice. Okay, that's about. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so if those were as this is since this is an audio podcast. We are doing this through StreamYard. We're able to see each other. And Sophia is just absolutely loving seeing herself on the, on the TV uh, or the Which computer. Which is not uncommon for no. most ages, no, I would no. say. No, I mean, I used to teach a TV class, and I said, if you want to see the kids run wild, just go ahead and put a camera in front of them and show themselves on the camera, and they'll be wild for you. So. Kids with screens. Did you do that when you had younger kids? Like, did you give them the phone or the GPS to let them navigate? Yeah, yeah, we did. And actually, we've ended up doing um, got them iPod touches. So when they're with us, 
they connect to our phone and they can actually go and track themselves cash as they're going to the cache. Mm. Um, the only problem with the iPod Touch is that it's not doesn't have a GPS in it, so it has to, has to be tethered to a hotspot. But okay. that's, that's that's fine. But then they also get the opportunity of vlogging. Their own so and they get to learn that. That's a good idea. Yeah. And you yeah. can where where we make sure that they you know they read it back so that they're not putting anything bad in it. But it's kind of helping them with creating their sentences and proper writing, which is always something to practice. Yeah. yeah. English Especially for you English English majors. <laughs> yep. <laughs> It's important. <laughs> yes, it is. No, we don't need acronym acronym city, correct? <laughs> no, and we don't need the TFTC on a cache. I mean, even on lamppost caches, we make them uh, write a little bit something more than than that. I mean, it could be, hey, this is what the weather's like today, or this is to give a little bit more information. And like we use it as a, a teaching tool, and that's what we use a lot of geocaches. So, and I just love how you used it uh, as well for Sophia as a teaching tool too. Yeah, I think there's a lot of different ways you can use geocaching to teach whatever your kid is interested in. Really, yeah. you know? we've been trying. Yeah. I've been trying to point out different plants lately with her when we're out. So, but I, I probably need to learn a bit more myself too. I have to see. Yeah, <laughs> we've we've had to get an app we for that. A- <laughs> <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Yeah, so if you can do up and take a picture of the a picture of the the plants you're looking at, and it'll tell you, they'll pull it up and actually tell you what it is and everything on it. Because we've had with the new house, we've had some new plants outside, and we thought we had strawberries, but they're actually faux strawberries, and so they're not sweet; they're bitter or whatever. Um, so very good to know that not to eat them. Yeah, but they're not dangerous; they're medicinal. That's that's the word. That's hard to say for me. Hmm. So, <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. So, th- so that's a great aspect. It's teaching outdoors and techniques and stuff like that. That's really cool. I love that. Mm-hmm. Um, With now, you have your own blog as well as you monitor and work with the Geocache Talk Network blog, correct? Yep. Okay. So, do you find that it's? Do you find it's? I know that for your own blog, it's easier to create your own content you writing um mm-hmm. do you find it more difficult to get um, submissions for geocache talk um blog um do you end up writing it a lot or how does that work so far i've only had to write for the geocache talk blog i think twice and one it was like half of me and half geocacher ken he he's a blogger too um when i first started on the geocache talk blog i had to reach out to a lot of people i think i was bugging people quite a bit but <laughs> Um, I think a lot, I like to write if I have the time I want to write, but it's just yeah. finding the time. So that's difficult for my own personal blog, but for geocache talk, I think a lot of other people don't like to write as much maybe, or they don't have the time to, but always looking for new people. We have a lot of good writers too, though, that con- have contributed more than once. Like I just published one today by... April Holly and she's contributed so many times and she has such a fresh perspective. It's really, I mean, if you, even if you're not a writer, you should go check it out just to read some of these people's ideas yeah. and uh, yeah. what they have to offer. And you can get those, the geocache talk blogs from the geocachetalk.com uh, website and see those there. And where can they find your blogs? What, what's the uh, web address for that? 
Mine is geocachingjanji.com. Okay. So look for geocachingjanji.com. Check out Angie's uh, blog there. Um, once again, go to Amazon and look for the geocache. Uh, Sophia finds the geocache. And I'll also have that down in the description on this on the audio as well. So you can check it out there. Angie, thank you so much for being part of the Geocache Talk Network and meeting with us and just giving us some really cool insight on what it's like to uh, go geocaching with younger kids. Thank you very much. Yeah, thank you so much for having me again. That was just such a great interview. I really like getting to talk to Angie and just finding out about that book and her experiences about caching with uh, Sophia and her other little one. And it's just really cool. what did you think? Um, it was great to talk to her. Um, we both have English degrees, so it was nice to talk to a writer. Um, but I just really, um, if you haven't seen, read her blog, um, the most recent one was such a heartfelt, um, just, she really went raw. She really got down to, um, it was just raw. It was raw and it was awesome and it was open and honest. And, uh, one of the things that she brought forth was the fact that we do use geocaching sometimes. Um, it can be that release to help us heal yeah. from traumatic things. Yeah, I really appreciated that. And so it was just really great getting to talk to her. Now, like I said in the interview, down in the description, I have a link to Sophia Finds a Cache. So go check that book out. Get it. Uh, really look forward to it. Read it to those little ones and or get it as a gift for somebody that's geocaching with kids. Because I know right now with this whole pandemic, I've seen a lot of new geocachers coming out and signing a lot of logs. So I think it'd be really good um, for them to get this book. So, but thank you for joining us. I also want to tell you, if you have not become a patron of Geocache Talk or the Geocache Talk Network, go to patreon.com forward slash Geocache Talk and look it up. I mean, it starts as low as $3 a month, which is the bison tube level, all the way up to the golden ammo can, which is $10. There are just so many different benefits that you can get by becoming a patron. And just really go check that out. Also, new, brand new, just came out this this week on the Geocache Talk store is the new Geocaching with Kids t-shirt that you can order. It's got our brand new logo on the front of it. And it, then it's got something on the back and it really, to me, it really represents how a lot of times geocaching with kids can be on the front is how you start. And at the end is sometimes how it ends. And I want you to go check out that shirt, pick it up. And all of that helps the channel, uh, geocache talk network. And we really do appreciate it. And so I've said it before and I'm going to say it again. You know, you can always plan the outing, but you can't always plan the adventure. All right, guys, we'll talk to you guys next month. Bye.